Good morning, everyone. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, is it not? I love the song, Nothing But the Blood of Jesus. How many people enjoyed that praise song? And uh, how many people know that it's truth? And uh, what we're going to talk about today in Colossians, it's very important to realize something. Uh, if, if you haven't given your life over to Christ Jesus, this is the good news. What we'll do today is what Jesus did. It's very simple. And then afterwards, we're going to take communion because you can't take and talk about what Jesus did and not take communion. So we're going to do that also at the end. And our children will join us in that time. Uh, parents, this is a time if you want to teach your children about communion. Uh, we do that as a church body. It's important that the parent will also speak to their kids about what it means to be taking of communion. It's important. It's not something you just do. You must know what you're doing. So we're going to do that at the end. So let's do this today. Um, and, and I hope I'm able to preach this in a way that the truth of what these scriptures say, you'll be able to Absorb because I don't know about you, we often don't know and are witness to others what it means and what it means to just testify or what it means to help someone come into the family of God. And I pray today through these scriptures, you'll find in this the simple truth of what it's about. Right? Being saved is, is not a difficult thing. This is come and realize where you are in life and knowing there's a God that loves you and has a plan for you. But ultimately, sometimes you get confused in how we share that. Here's what I want to do. The Colossian church, or the church of Colossae, one of the things we must realize is this, is that it was under attack by the Gnostics or, or those who thought they knew what was going on. A lot of infiltration happened in the church, and they kind of lost sense of, of what it was of Christ's deity and how they were saved under that and how they should grow. And so what I wanted to do real quickly, and I'm not going to give any any glory to the devil's work. Can I say that? I don't want to give anything to what he's doing. But I want you to be very careful in those things that are going on today because often I would say, well, who are the, are the Gnostics of the day? Who, who are the philosophers that are coming in and infiltrating the church on the truth of God's word and are trying to eliminate his deity and who he is? And we must be careful that we don't miss that. Because they've come into the Christian church and they've swayed congregations in a way that is not healthy. They've swayed them off the truth. And so what I wanted to do, again, I'm not giving any emphasis to any person. But I, wanna, I want you to realize it goes on today. And so what I'm going to throw up there is simply some, some readings that are out there. And, and again, these are people that have raised, have been lifted up in the eyes of people, being spiritual leaders. So people are looking for leadership. They don't know that Christ Jesus is the answer. And somehow they've been stumbling in life. And they'll look upon these other people that have been lifted up in many media sources and, and been given classifications and, and even authority in their way to these teachings. And so here is one here. And I, again, I'm not going to give them emphasis, but it talks about the ego-based state of consciousness and, and ending conflict through suffering through the world. See, their answers are this. I can bring answers to you today, and I can, I can help you through your suffering through these spiritual guidances, okay? And we've got to make sure that we don't get, again, I'm not giving glory to him, but I'm saying they're out there. There's another book and written, and it has to do with, with uh, bringing together different theologies or, or, or those ancient things in, that are done. And, and, and so we have to make sure there's no synergy. There's no synergy with Jesus. There's just him. 
there's a way, there's a truth, and there's light through Christ Jesus. And we know that through him, we find the way, right? And so there's no other religious things need to be done. It's Christ Jesus and him alone. Nothing but the blood of who? Jesus. And so, again, I'm throwing up another one. They're out there. There's books out there that they teach on these things. How about spiritual energies for your higher purpose and use them to help you find what you are here on earth and learn whom you are meant to meet. And, and all of this is going on. Another one that's out there is called The Secret. And so I'm, just, I'm, get, I'm throwing these up here to say today is under attack. And when you're not careful, you'll see faces of things. Be very careful that you do not fall under false teaching. That you don't find yourself in all the hip law and all the things going on in this world to, to make you feel better as a person. There's only one source of joy. One source in sorrow. One source today that I want to make sure that we clarify in this walk today. That there's no other except Christ Jesus. Romans 1 says this, for God's invisible attributes, that is, his eternal power and Godhead, have been clearly seen since what? The creation of the world being understood through what he has made. As a result, people are without excuse. God, when he made the universe, he's made creation, it declares his glory. There's no excuse for any person to walk on this earth and not know him. There's a drawing unto God. And what happens is all these other understandings of the world try to get us to walk a different walk or walk a different path. For those who knew God, they did not glorify him as God or show gratitude. Instead, their thinking became worthless and their senseless hearts were darkened. That's what's going on here today. It's exactly what Romans teaches in Romans 1. But I know a solution. See, today I get to tell you in Colossians what Jesus did. And what he did is a final work. Is that what he went upon the cross, his work has been what? Finished. And he purchased every single one of us with a price that no one could do but him. And so what I love about this, I get to tell you, and it's part of Colossians, which is very exciting, what Jesus did, the supremacy of Christ, his purpose is found right here. So if you're going to be a witness for him, get into Colossians, get into these verses, allow it to sink into you, and you can explain that very simple path to Christ and what he's done. Because he did do it, did he not? And how many did he do it for? It says here, for God was so pleased, he was pleased have all his fullness dwell in him. God put all his fullness in Christ Jesus. When he was born to this earth, he was fully man, of course, born of a woman, but he was fully God, and all the fullness of God was put in him. So when he knew he came, he could do it. He could do it. And so let's go into Colossians 1.20. It says, and through him to reconcile to himself all things whether things on earth or things in heaven, making peace through what? The blood of his cross. Now I want to plant there just for a moment. How many things did he reconcile? All things visible 
and invisible. When he went to the cross, not only did he pay for your sin, he also made peace. Made peace for those things that are already godly, reconciled to him, those things in heaven, waiting for your arrival. All things become back to where it was originally planned at peace with what he created. God, when he did that, no longer saved your soul and set you free that you can walk with him and talk with him. There's a song like that, isn't it? But also, he made peace. You now can pass in this earth as a believer and be unified with the heavens. Man, I'll tell you what, there's, that's a covering. The blood of Christ covers you. All that you have sinned against God is covered. Even the mistakes that you make today are covered. You have been purchased by a price that you yourself could never pay. And to me, not only that, I get to, when I pass this earth, it says to be absent from the body is the present Lord. And when I meet my Savior, because I know him, he embraces me and lets me come into his kingdom in peace. None of us could ever do that, ever. There would always be hostility in your heart and in your mind against God in some way that you could never leave this earth and be with him ever until Christ did that, until he made peace through his blood. Now, when you take communion later, I want you to realize this symbol here is his blood. I want you to realize what it did. Not only did it clean you as it covers you and Christ paid for it, the Father can look at you and I see the blood of my Son upon you in acceptance. But not only did that, this blood he shed is what made peace in the universes. Heaven unseen, earth that is seen. Everything in need of peace but his accomplishment. To me, how can you ever take this and not think such else but that? There's so much more to a glass of grape juice if you allow in your heart to go where he is. What has he done for you? What has he done for this earth? What has he done? See, Christ did it all. All things, seen and unseen. To me, that is absolutely amazing. Colossians 1 goes to 21. says, once you were alienated from God, and were hostile in your minds because of your evil deeds. I'm telling you, how many people can remember? Maybe, maybe we still stumble on some things. How many, how many know the clarity you have now to what you were before? Can you look back and see some of the things that you justified for yourself and said they're fine? And maybe in the fact it was for, well, that is for me. And a lot about your life was for you. And same with me. I can remember life was, even though I may not have gone out and murdered somebody, life was about me. <laughs> Purpose in life was about me. It was my career, my pathway. Everything was about that. And I thought it to be fine. How about you? It was fine. Until the day. <laughs> until the day, until the hour, until the moment, until the second 
my heart decided there was something else that was missing. And I remember those moments. I remember that until today I can come before God and sing of his blood and still feel the moment he lifted me up. And, and he still does. does it, isn't it wonderful no matter where you are in life, no matter if you're lost, you can be found. In a moment's time, your heart can be changed because you come before a king and you give him full right of your heart. To me, how simple can it be? And he paid for that. Once you were alienated, once you were distant, how many people remember the distance? Wanting something. Maybe you had a big Bible in your house like I did. I had a huge thing. When I opened it up, I went, shaboom. And I, I noticed, you know, in that big book, <laughs> we had some four-leaf clovers and <laughs> you, ever stash, you ever stash things into a big book like your flowers you want to keep forever? You open up, oh, look at the flower. We had those in there because we know it's safe. Put them in the Bible. I remember opening it one time. And I remember opening it, this King James. Anybody know the King James Version? And I was reading it, and I, at that age, at 11 or 12, it didn't make much sense to me. Did it you? Can you remember opening up a big book at home, the big Bible, and thinking, boy, this, this is the big Bible. And I had fear of God. Everybody know you had fear. You didn't want to do anything. You didn't want to destroy it or anything. But as you opened it, it's like, it's God. So there's a fear of God. Fear of God is the, the awesomeness of God is the basis of wisdom. So it's not a bad thing, but I just didn't get past that. And so I would find little four-leaf clovers and things inside. And I remember reading the one time, and I, and I, and I just couldn't get the simple message. Anybody know that? Even today, we stumble across the words of the Bible, and we don't let the Holy Spirit lead because there wasn't one within me. But isn't it wonderful that when you give your life to Christ, the gift of the Holy Spirit is given, and in that, you can find what it is that you need. He leads you and guides you into all truth, and you can open up God's Word, and He just speaks to you, and it makes sense, and you get to know a God that loves me that much. Wow, isn't that amazing that you have in front of you that openness? For he rent the curtain from top to bottom that you can come into his presence today. To me, that's amazing. How about you? Once you were alien, but, I mean, like the word but, I mean, that is a good word. <laughs> Once you were alienated with this wicked mind, this wicked deeds and, and evilness all around, and but... That just changes everything. Right there, there's a difference. There's some hope in this. But now he, being Christ Jesus, has reconciled with a E-D. He has done the job, the perfect work on the cross. But now he has reconciled you and me by Christ's physical body through death. Had to come, didn't he? And he had to die. All punishment of sin is what? Death. Had to die to present you holy, unblemished, and blameless in his presence. How does that even work? Is it, did anybody fall short today? Maybe, maybe you could have done something better. Maybe, maybe last week, maybe, maybe during work time, maybe there's something. See, here's what we've got to understand. It, it isn't those perfect walks. It's, it's not doing everything perfectly. You can always think back of doing something. Boy, I, I could have done it. See, that's, that's the Holy Spirit 
bring into light those things he wants you to grow in. Isn't it wonderful he says he'll continue the good work? Isn't that good news that he doesn't give up on us? He continues the work of showing us who we are and what we're about to do. It's wonderful. And I think what happens, and I don't know about you, but I do it. I, I think, well, you know, it's not that, did I do something that would grieve the Holy Spirit that he would leave me? Does anybody ever think that? Maybe something I'm doing that he, I would grieve the Holy Spirit and he would leave me. So you can read Hebrews 6 and get confused. But honestly, this, this is what you've got to hear. And I, I'm going to take an illustration here. Can I do that today? Anybody know what this is? Well, you may not have this around the house anymore. <laughs> I don't have them around my house anymore, but we have them at the church. Was this ours? And I love it because anybody know what it was? It was Noah's Ark, you know, and you had little animals you put in there, and it was just fun. And so, uh, so I brought this up here. I want, I want to do something for you today because there's often a confusion about predestination that God predestines people to be saved and people to not be saved. And I can tell you today that don't be deceived by what is true. Truth is this. Predestination means that God predained a ship to carry people from this earth to heaven. He's predained an opportunity. He's predestined a way. And in this, you have a choice to come on board. This is going to heaven. His plan is is that he predestined a way. And so what you want to realize is this, is is a ship, and you can call it whatever it is. But what really means is you have to make a choice of whether you are going to get on. Because this is going to heaven, and we know there's only one way, which means this ship is going to carry every person who gives their life to Christ, who believes in him. It says that anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It says that you will get on board. Now, you're all thinking, well, is there, is there a possibility? I mean, pre- is that predestined that he knew already? He did know. He knows all things at all times. And so he knows who's going to get on, but he doesn't predestine and say, you're going on and you're not. He allows free will to come into this because he gives it, because he created it. That's the part that we must understand. You have a will, and the will he'll never change. He can't come in and say, no longer will you do this. I will come against your will. He won't do it. It's God. And he says, I'll give you the opportunity. By glory, you can come on board. You have a choice today to get on board. It's very simple. Well, how do I do that? Well, you believe in Christ Jesus. Anyone who believes upon him, on him, any, anyone. And you can know Jesus for a few hours and, and be on the ship. A man on the cross was beside Jesus, and in six hours' time, he cursed him at the beginning. At the end, he says, this man has done nothing wrong. You see, in that moment, he says, you'll be with me in paradise. Jesus says to him, what's that mean? He's on the ship, and he's going to heaven. Predestined, however you want to describe that, that, that ship is going. You make a choice whether you're getting on. And so what it really comes down to is this. It's very simple. He will make you, as you board this, as you say yes to Jesus and you say, I want to be a child of the Lord, then he, look what he does. He takes you and he makes you, he presents you to the Father as holy, as unblamed, blemished, unblemished. And it says, and blameless in his presence. See, that's the power of the blood. 
That's the penalty he paid. And for you to me, just to decide. And I want to let you know that once you're on there, it says, well, once you're on, does that mean that you can fall off? Well, people will say, what? You see some people, by their fruits you will know them? Yeah, so what, what does it mean? Is, is it means that I give my life to Christ and all of a sudden I'm on and I never fall off? I'm on always? Even the pursuit of asking the question is this. Where are you today in that promise? See, that's leaving. I choose, who, choo- who chooses to get on the ship today? You see, who chooses to say yes to Jesus and maybe that's the decision you need to do every day for a while. And immature life can say that, that I need to come before him. I want you to know today, you say yes to Jesus. And you say, you know what? I, my, my life is now yours. And any time in your life you say that, you are on board in his promise. And then all of a sudden, and I don't know if ever from this stage, if ever made you feel at times you've lost your salvation, I will apologize to you today and say this. It's not, I am not up here to judge you or say anything in my behalf to say that you're not headed to heaven. I'm not here to say that. All I want you to do right now before we even take communion today is ask yourself a question. It's very simple. Do you know him? And you may be just starting You may not know not a lot about him and his attributes and his glory and all of these things, but I can tell you this: as soon as you say yes to him, from your heart, he has been waiting, and you on the ship. And I want you to know today: I will encourage you in everything I can, even in my own life, to do all I can do for Jesus. I will do everything I can to say, Jesus, what am I going to do today? And I don't want to miss any opportunity because I know how precious that story is to me. But that doesn't mean I'm leaving the ship. It doesn't mean if you've done something wrong today that you're leaving the ship. And I'm not here to say that you can't if you declare, if you walk away from Christ, if you say no to the Lord, if I, I'm not following you anymore, I give up on that totally. I can't say that once you were there. And I'm not here to, to, to argue whether you were saved originally or not. All I'm saying is this, today I want you to do something for me today. I want you to look at your life and have you, not based on your good works. Don't start to say, well, I've done this and I've done that and I've done the, I just want you to say right now, have you said yes to him at this moment, I say yes to you. And guess what? Guess what? The blood that Jesus paid for on the cross will now cover you. It probably has been covering you, but I just want you to know, just, with that, just from that from your heart today, at that moment, right now, yes to Jesus, I'm doing this for you. Yes, you can use me. You made all things for you and through you. Has Colossians been speaking to you like it has me? Isn't it a good book? If you say that today, there you are. Even though it's a cute little thing I got from the children's department, but I want you to realize, do you understand what I'm saying about this? Predestination isn't he designed you to go and you not. It's whether or not you choose to go on his plan. That plans for you today. I love the story of reconciliation. 
And I don't care what you say and how you look at it. I look at it as a ship. Maybe it's the story of Noah. I look at it as a ship that was purchased by his blood. It's destined to heaven. And you can be part of it. Reconciled before the God. That's what I do. Revelations tells us this. Worthy are you to take the book and to break its seals. This is Christ. For you were slain. Men from every tribe and tongue and people and nations were purchased for God's, with his what? With, for God with his blood. With his blood, Christ Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Whew. It don't get simple. It's just simple. Give your life to Christ. Last one. Friends, uh, Colossians 1, I'm sorry, 23. If indeed you continue in your faith, established and firm, not moved from the hope of the gospel you heard, which you've seen, it says, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, of which Paul, I, Paul, I should say, have become a servant. Now, all of that says this. There's an if there, which means I don't want you to be confused about this. Your faith will grow. If you read his word, if you're part of being with him in his presence, he will grow you, and you will indeed walk more and more in faith. You'll do more things for him than you ever. This, one thing I'm so proud about this church is this. We have a lot of people involved in God's kingdom work. And if I, were to, if, when I, if I walk around here and start to point to you, you know you're walking with him and you're doing wonderful works for him. Are you walking a perfect life every day? We all want to do the right thing all the time. But I'm telling you, I'm so proud of you and what you are doing. And there's opportunity all over the place, just like was announced today. You can go to a special needs uh, event and be a part of his kingdom work everywhere there's opportunity. And I'm so thankful for all of you. There's over 65 people in here involved in ministry. I am so privileged to see it because that's the work of faith. Once it starts, you do something in return and it grows but because you're not doing something doesn't mean you're not on this. Doesn't mean that he missed you and because you're not doing something. How many people have a little bit of hesitancy of stepping out? Is there anybody in this room that says, I'm not the kind of person that jumps out and says, hey, how are you doing? And I don't want you to compare yourself to someone else that has that kind of personality. You, you can't and say, well, because I'm doing, I feel like doing nothing that I'm not on here. Please don't go that direction. What you need to realize is as you walk in faith more and more, you'll see something happen in your life. You'll do this walk, and there'll be things before you, and you'll start to step into things. And you'll do things for him. It doesn't mean that you're saved or not saved. Does it make sense? So what I want you to do today is I want you to take a close look of where you are. Maybe you're very young. We have some young folks in the group here. And mom and dad have been teaching you. Maybe there's a time that you said yes to him. And that's wonderful. Mom and dad, you did great. Sometimes we didn't have mom and dad that knew Christ. We kind of stumbled on our own. But I want you to do something. I want you to say yes to something. If the Holy Spirit is leading you right now, and I'm about to, when I was hearing that song, Nothing But the Blood of Jesus, I, I knew something was about to happen. 
As simple as the gospel was preached to us today in four verses, simply what he's done and purchased you. Sounds so simple, doesn't it? But I guarantee if you open your hearts and minds to that, even if you don't feel that you're close, you do that today and call upon his name. Something's about to happen in your life. Something's about to change in your life. Very simple. God loves you. And he has a plan and a purpose for you. Please don't beat yourself up today if you've done something wrong in the last few days or weeks. Come before him today. Let him grow you. Let him, let him speak into you today. Now we're going to be bringing the kids over here in just a few minutes. And they're going to join us. But I want to take a little time in music here. Reflect on this. I'm going to keep my ship right up here. Doesn't mean you could, can't obviously jump on board, can you? We'd have some problems up here. But it maybe reminds you, if you're, taking that, if you're taking that trip today, praise God. If you haven't done it yet in your life, it's time to do it. No more waiting. It's time. Here comes our kids.
like to do now is we'd like to take communion together as a family. If, uh, if you're in a place in your life that you haven't given your life over to Christ, and, and uh, I would sure like to, and you would like to do that, I would love to sit and talk with you about that. Um, it's very important to honor God in the communion. It's very important to honor Jesus and what he's done. It says to reflect of what he's done before you take communion. You, you shouldn't take this unless you realize that Christ is for you, yours. And then you can take communion today. If you, if you don't know him in that way, please don't take this in, in, until you've talked to somebody, even myself or any of our other ones here in, in the family that can help you along with that. If you, if you want to make that, let's do this. If you want to make that decision today, say, I want to make Christ Jesus my Lord now. I, I really want to, to, I want to be on that, not only just because of heaven. I want, I want to be under the redeemed. I want to be under the covered ones, the ones that the Father looks upon and sees his son's blood. I want that. I want a new life in that. I want a new direction of that. If that's what you'd like to do today, I, I would say just slip up to your hand and believe me, this is a family. No, no reason to be hesitant at all. Then that way I know if I can come and pray with you personally. As I take communion, I can come and pray with you. If you'd like to do that, let me see the hand of that. Who says, I'd like to do that today. And then I'll come to you and I'll pray with you about that and talk to you about it. 